0: Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it.
1: There was a question asked last week, so I want to answer this quickly before we go into uh, these things. Uh, this regards James chapter 2, verse 24. James chapter 2. Again, James 10, 2, which is what we dealt with last week uh, for a portion of the time. It basic, what this passage teaches is that there's two types of justification. The problem is that people come to 2.24 and they get confused and they think, well, justification is by faith, but it has to be a faith that works. And if it doesn't have works, then that's a false justification and you never believed. Okay, now I'll talk about that in coming weeks because we want to deal a little bit with what's called lordship salvation, sometimes mastery uh, salvation. And so this is the idea that basically the focus is on the kind of faith. I would say the essence and core of the lordship uh, uh, theology is the idea that there are different kinds of faith. Now, I don't adhere to that. I mean, if you look up faith in a lexicon, you're not going to find, you know, the various kinds of faith that they talk about, but they'll say things like temporary faith or spurious faith or non-saving faith. Well, these are categories that uh, developed after the Reformation in response to what was called the Counter-Reformation, which was led by the Jesuits, the Roman Catholic priests who were high-power intellects, and they were given the task of dealing with the Reformers. So out of their counter-reformation to their original reformers, adjustments were made, and the primary adjustment was in the area of faith. And so that in Calvin's final version of his Institutes, his two volumes, his Institutes, he, he will say something like this, It's faith alone that saves, and all God's people said, Amen. But then he said, But the faith that saves is never alone. Meaning that it has to have works. And if it doesn't have works, then it was a false faith, a spurious faith, a temporal faith. They have various words to describe these other types of faith. Uh, But the Bible only knows one kind of faith. Either you have it or you don't. Because faith is just simply confidence in some object that it's reliable. So confidence in an object, in this case Christ, that he's reliable and he can do what he says he did. Which is he can save us, right? So that, that's all it is. It, faith is not a complicated thing. Uh, it's just confidence in someone or something that it is reliable. And so all these discussions about, well, what kind of faith and stuff is, is, is ir- totally irrelevant. Uh, But in the James 2 passage, that's what they've done. They say, well, the the type of faith that justifies is the type that also has works. What I'm saying about James 2.24 is that, no, James 2.24, the adverb only, is modifying a verb. That's what adverbs do. They modify verbs. They don't modify nouns. Those are called adjectives. Adjectives modify nouns. Big guy. (laughs) Okay, so that's an adjective modifying a noun. But here what is described is two types of justification. A justification before God, which Romans 4 is very clear, is only by faith, right? And then there's a justification before men, and that's not by faith. That's by a faith that works or produces works. So you do have works. What I mean when I say justification by works before men is is I mean it happens or occurs in the sphere of men. I don't mean people are standing around you necessarily. I just mean it occurs in the world of men or in the sphere of men. So James is talking about both, okay? And he's saying that the justification before God, whenever you believed, you first believed, the moment you believed, you're justified before God, right? The goal of that, of course, is that you would be justified before men in the world of men. In other words, you would have works. But if you don't have those, those works, it doesn't mean you weren't justified before God. It just means that you need to, you know, practice the Christian life. <laughs> I mean, you need to learn how to live the Christian life. Uh, but it doesn't negate that you were really justified before God. Okay. He gives a couple of examples of this. Both of people who had already been just for, justified before God, both Rahab and Abraham. Years later, they were justified in the sphere or world of men because they had works. Okay, But if they hadn't done those things... It doesn't mean they weren't justified before God years before. Of course they were. Okay, but the goal of that justification before God is that in time, in our Christian life, we would be justified before men in the world of men. So the question is, if we believe in God, uh, letting Him into our lives and pray to Him, are we still justified if we do so alone and not with anyone else, like during COVID? Which I got a little bit of a kick out of the last part, right? You know, we're all holed up, you know. Like, like we're hiding from the enemy, which is your neighbor or something during COVID, whatever. Um, we didn't close down. But. So the, the whole uh, thing is, yeah, like if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you never see another human or other humans on earth, that doesn't matter. It's fine, of course. It's a transaction that happens between God and the individual. So he declares you righteous at that moment, whether people are around or not. Um, the whole idea that you have to make a public profession of faith, walk down an aisle is built out of Romans 10, a misinterpretation of Romans 10. And I grew up in a Baptist church, so I know all about walking down aisles. I know about recommitting your life, rededicating your life. I know about all, I did that stuff, okay? So I've walked some aisles, I've got my my little path, okay? But those things are not necessary. Um, You just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. At that moment, He declares you righteous. That is settled. Because justification is a legal issue. It's a court case, and the court is in heaven, and he declares you righteous. The gavel goes down, that's it. Okay. Yes, I'm trying to wake you up. Um, the gavel goes down, that's it. He's not going to you know, take that judgment back. You've been declared righteous, that's it. It's over and done.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.